As December opens up before us, we welcome in the gift of reflection. We turn toward our holiday celebrations and search for common threads of meaning. We begin with Yule, the winter solstice, and we are invited to explore duality, cycles and seasons, and to witness the Holly King being overcome by the Oak King. Jewel reminds us that we partake in the miracle of renewal. Hanukkah, the festival of lights, commemorates a time of miracles when the faith of the Jewish people sustained them to reclaim their holy temple and keep the light of the menorah burning for eight days. Kwanzaa celebrates the ingathering of family, community and culture, and reinforces the seven communitarian African values, also known as the seven principles. Christmas, the celebration of Jesus' humble birth in a manger, invites us to revisit the miracle of birth and the desire to find saviors to heal the scars of humanity. Here in our church, you are just as much a holiday miracle as the turning of the earth. As the persistence and dedication to a faith as the creation of each new life. We see the love you give to others, the space you create to hold one another's love and sorrows, and the generosity and spirit you entrust to this community. You are the holiday miracle. This community is one of miracle makers. If you would please rise, we're going to um, call the four directions. So we'll start by facing the east, which is, of course, the piano. To the maiden goddess of purity and virtue, we call upon your wisdom and energy for clear communications to spirit and divine knowledge. Cold winds and freezing breezes are blowing. Spirits of the air, please join us in our circle. To the mother goddess of nurturing and compassion, we call upon your wisdom and energy for purification of mind, body and spirit for the coming year. With roaring fires for warmth and blazing candles for light, spirits of the fire, please join us in our circle. To the crone goddess of wisdom and knowledge, we call upon your energy and presence for knowledge and understanding of old lessons and past deeds. With falling rain turning to ice and Jack Frost nipping at us, Spirits of the water, please join in our circle. To the Holly King and the elements of earth, we call upon your wisdom, energy, and love to witness this celebration of renewal, blessings of Yule, and the union of spirit. The earth is bare and the leaves have fallen. Spirits of the earth, please join us in our circle. As the days grow longer and the weather turns colder, all of us celebrate with light. Some friends light the menorah for eight days to commemorate Hanukkah, while other comrades spark the Kanara with its three green, three red, and one black candle in honor of Kwanzaa. Yet others light all kinds of lights and ornaments and complete celebration of Christmas. While some of us light a candle or more, and festivity for the Yuletide at the winter solstice. On the year's long night, we are warmed by the knowledge that tomorrow 
we will welcome more light than today. As we light the chalice this morn, may we be awed by the great miracles of light and life and nurtured by the mystery and magic of wonder. May this flame remind us that warmth and longer days are returning. We do this as a symbol of the light and all these spiritual paths with winter wishes of joy, peace, and blessings to all. In this time of long nights and short days, let us seek the light within by contemplating through our mind's eye the image of a candle flame. Notice how the soft, quiet, and gentle flame tamely rises from the wick, yet just by touching a dry twig, it has the power to become a raging bonfire to light up the night. Let that little candle flame be your friend this morning. Allow it to quiet your mind as you attentively watch its flickering glow. Allow it to calm your mind in a way that brings a stillness that can light up the interior of your being, that can help you find the wellspring of your feelings. Allow it to show us our inner sense of knowing that we can help, that can help us notice the ways we've strayed or harmed others, to warm us, reflecting on the ways we've been touched and the way we've opened our hearts, and inspire us through making new connections and discovering new insights. May this simple flame touch the dried twigs that guard our hearts, allowing the power of light to penetrate our self-protection and show us the amazing potential for heat and light that resides within us. Celebrating the Light and Darkness, adapted by me from a writing by Caroline Snow. During this time of the year, where the days are short and the darkness reigns, we take time to turn inward and become more introspective. Honoring the natural cycles and rhythm of the earth is innate. For centuries, many ancient cultures celebrated the winter solstice as the rebirth of light and often the birth of a god that would bring enlightenment. All over the world, cultures separated by time and great distances built structures that aligned with the sun on the solstice, such as the Great Pyramids, Stonehenge, Newgrange in Ireland, and Angkor Wat in Cambodia, just to name a few. It's also no coincidence that many religious traditions celebrate the birth of a god or goddess near the time of the solstice. Saint Lucia, the goddess of light, adorned with a crown of candles, is honored this time of year in Scandinavia to carry people through the darkness. The Egyptian sun god Horus, the Persian god Mithras, the Japanese goddess of the sun, Amaterasu, the Indian queen of heaven, Sarasvati, are all celebrated during the solstice. And of course, today, in modern Christianity, Jesus is honored just a few days after the solstice. Although vast differences separate these traditions, the winter solstice remains central in many spiritual beliefs and shows us 
that there's a universal significance to the timing of these celebrations. Aside from the religious traditions, the winter and summer solstices are significant natural holidays celebrated by humans for millennia. So even for atheists and humanists, there's still something to celebrate. So what is the significance of the balance of dark and light in our modern lives? Well, depending on your beliefs, this can be a spiritual time or a relaxing recharge you need before the new year begins. While taking more time for stillness, we may contemplate the balance of darkness and light within ourselves. The winter solstice is a time to embrace and honor the gifts of the darkness while celebrating the turning point towards the return of the light. Before we call back the light, we honor those important aspects of the darkness. For so many people, the holidays and this dark time of year can bring on sadness and depression. Create a space for the sadness and bring forth those emotions in a place of stillness to surrender them and to let them be transformed by the oncoming light. To do this, you may want to write about them in your journal or write them on slips of paper, which you can burn in the Yule fire. Release your anger, regrets, and resentment to the darkness. At the same time, we're experiencing the dark and heavy aspects of the season. We also find balance in the light. It's this time of year that we light candles, build fires, and decorate our houses with twinkling lights. With our instinct to turn towards the light in this time of darkness, it's also time to turn toward the light within. The stillness in nature evokes a stillness within ourselves to stop and listen and examine our connection to spirit and purpose. What is the spark inside you that gives you your light? How can you grow that light? When we shine our light on the world, it brings out the light in others. In that way, we all add to the increasing light in the world. Even with the best intentions, we sometimes end up getting caught up in the movements of spending, shopping, going, eating, and rushing. Maybe with the right inspiration and preparation, we can begin to move toward the core of what this season is about in a more simple, natural, and intuitive way and create a deeper connection to the more important things in our lives. Good morning. I would like to share a writing by Charles Eisenstein called Making Do With More, written on November 25th, 2019. Charles Eisenstein is a fascinating public speaker, author, and advocate for gift economies. At a rather young age, he walked away from a thriving business career, recognizing that our cultural models of success simply weren't working for him. Drawing on his background in business, mathematics, philosophy, and spirituality, he turned his attention to some of the largest problems facing the world today, including climate change. Here he writes of a future in which material limitation actually delivers a greater sense of wealth. So this is his, his writings. A world without weapons, without McMansions, in sprawling suburbs, without mountains of unnecessary packaging, without giant mechanized mono farms, without energy-hogging big box stores, 
without electronic billboards, without endless piles of throwaway junk, without overconsumption of consumer goods that no one really needs, is not an impoverished world. I disagree with those environmentalists who say we're going to have to make do with less. In fact, we're going to have to make do with more. More beauty, more community, more fulfillment, more art, more music, and material objects that are fewer in number but superior in utility and aesthetics. Part of the healing that a sacred economy represents is the healing of the divide we've created between spirit and matter. In keeping with the sacredness of all things, I advocate an embrace, not an eschewing of materialism. I think we will love our things more and not less. We will treasure our material possessions, honor where they came from and where they'll go. The cheapness of our things is part of their devaluation, casting us into a cheap world where everything is generic and expendable. Put succinctly, the essential need that goes unmet today, the fundamental need that takes a thousand forms, is the need for the sacred. The experience of uniqueness and connectedness. We are starving for spiritual nourishment. We're starving for a life that's personal, connected, and meaningful. By choice, that is where we will direct our energy. And when we do so, community will arise anew because this spiritual nourishment can only come to us as a gift, as part of a web of gifts in which we participate as giver and receiver. When I use the word spiritual, I'm not contradistinguishing it from the material. I have little patience with any philosophy or religion that seeks to transcend the material realm. Indeed, the separation of the spiritual from the material is instrumental in our heinous treatment of the material world. So when I speak of meeting our spiritual needs, it's not to keep cranking out cheap, generic, planet-killing stuff while we meditate, pray, and prattle on about angels, spirit, and God. It is to treat relationship, circulation, and material life itself as sacred, because they are. Oh, frosty season. Come. Come etch your face into our windowpane. Light a candle in our hearts each morning. Reveal to us the beauty of waiting in the darkness. Keep vigil with us in this nurturing season. O oh, come. O oh, season of the sheltered, sheltered seed, come. Come call us to be the guardians of life. Smile through the darkness of long nights. Remind us that each seed needs a winter. Invite us to trust what is shrouded in mystery. O oh, come. O season of the long darkness, come, come with your misty gray cloak and cast your dark robe over all that needs sleep. Protect us from too much light, O come. O wise season of reflection, come, come with your teachable moments. Summon our spiritual powers, invoke 
our interior strength, to heal our reluctance to wait for spring. O come. O season of brilliant sunsets, come. Come to all that has grown dim in us. Sing your winter chants to our reluctant hearts. Cast beauty into our winter world. Reveal to us our own gift of being light in darkness. O come. O season of mystery and contemplation, come. Come into the fallow ground of our being. Allure us from doing into non-doing. Reveal to us the hidden wisdom in our souls. Restore what is out of balance in our lives. O come. O wintry storybook season, come. Come lift memories out of the darkness. Create new stories that have never been told. Stir through the golden pages of our lives. Recite poetry to us. Tell us our names. O come. O season of hidden life, come. Come teach us humility. Cut through the frozen ground for our being. Soften that which has become hard and unfeeling. Free all that resists the silent waiting. O come. The following is a reading adapted from excerpts of one of my favorite books, Celebrating the Great Earth Mother by Kate Johnson and Maura Deschall. Earth is winter's element. Everywhere we are confronted with its motionless grace. Water turns to stone and the world is bleached white as, as bone by snow and ice. Bare branches remind us of the underlying shape of things, finally revealed in stark beauty. There is a special silence in winter. The few birds left to us are too busy trying to stay alive to grace the air with much song. And a muffler of snow hushes everything. It can be good to feel nature's power now. Despite all our technology, when a big snowstorm hits, we are immobilized, forced to stop and wait. Winter makes a stillness that echoes the season and has an unqualified way of confronting our physical selves, making us pay attention to our bodies. The simple act of walking takes on an edge of challenge and danger when the streets are slippery with ice. And the prevalence of cold and flus remind us to take care of ourselves, to allow ourselves plenty of times to sit by the fire and dream, or gaze out at the falling snow and dream, or curl up under a warm quilt and dream which is what I hope to do when I get home from here because I am sick with a fever. And it's reminding me that I need to take care of myself. <laughs> Children usually adore winter when snow falls and bitter cold means hours of sledding and skating or coveted days off from school. Only adults trapped by the demands of unceasing work schedules that know no snow days often have a hard time with the harsh beauty of this season. By stopping long enough to know to make snow angels with our little ones, or to follow an animal's tracks, or build a regal snow goddess or snow fort where the snow is piled high at the edge of the driveway, and then to share stories over a steaming mug of tea or hot cocoa, we can slow ourselves down to match winter's pace. After so many months of endless work and striving, we can give ourselves and our children the gift of winter, that time of rest and peace and inner nourishment, so that we may reemerge in the spring, revitalized 
by its quiet, healing magic. Yet, perhaps no other festival comes with as much baggage as, as Yule. It is both a radiant and a harrowingly dark time. For many of us, the daylight hours may only be glimpsed through office windows. We go to work and come home again in the dark. Added to the stress of attempting to function normally when our inner selves crave more rest, more sleep, and more silence, is the stress of the cultural Christmas holiday that falls just around this time. The shopping lists and shopping lines both seem endless, and somewhere underneath the frantic activity lurks a desperate feeling that there must be more to it than this, more than the mountain of presents under the tree. We can dimly remember a magical feeling that we had when we were small, and that may only sadden us now as it seems so far away. How can we recapture it? How can we give this magical feeling to our children? As advertisements on television, radio, and even street corners blare the message to buy, 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 and as we attempt to either confront or completely avoid the pain brought up in so many of us, it is emotionally exhausting time. Some of us find ourselves attempting to remake this holiday in a different image, and we look to our ancient roots as a way to rebuild what our culture has lost and forgotten. Many of us attempt to create a few moments of beauty and stillness for our families at Yuletide, as well as some healthy, noisy fun. But it's often the silent image that remains in memory lifelong. Most of us have one of these two winter holiday memories, the night we rose up from a warm bed in the middle of the night to see the unearthly pearl gray light after a Christmas Eve snowfall, the candlelight when a statue's face lighting up the tenderness with which the mother held the child. The imagery of our cultural winter holiday is straight from the pagan past. There was no snow in Bethlehem and certainly no Christmas tree, but our very, very bones Remember the celebration of the living green when all else is bare and bleak. And there is a wonderful stillness about the Christian tradition of the Madonna and child, images that so clearly echo the ancient goddess-worshipping celebration of Yule as the birth of the sun child out of the womb of the longest night. Although it was often a noisy miracle, with all-night dancing, singing, and revelry, Somewhere at the heart of the mystery was stillness, a quiet unfolding, as quiet as the dawn rising, the stillness of the earth, of winter, balm for all our wounded spirits and our wounded hearts. Despite the commercial mess our culture has constructed around it, there is a very luminous beauty at this time of year like no other. It is a bone-deep beauty the beauty of bare rock glowing with light. We find that as the pretty decorations fall away, what we are left with is beautiful indeed. The shapes of trees, each perfect and distinct. The undulation of the hills beneath the covering of snow. There is a wonderful bravery in each of us that rises again and again to live despite our intense culture. We struggle every day each in our own way, to proclaim the coming of the light out of the darkest time imaginable. We are all Yule lights, 
shining in the darkness. How will you let your light shine? A Winter Blessing by Joyce Rupp and Macrina Wiedercare. Blessed are you, winter, dark season of waiting. You affirm the dark season of our lives, forecasting the weather of waiting and hope. Blessed are you, winter. You faithfully guard a life unseen, calling those who listen deeply to discover winter rest. Blessed are you, winter, frozen and cold on the outside, within your silent, nurturing womb, you warmly welcome all that long for renewal. Blessed are you, winter. Your bleak, barren trees preach wordless sermons about emptiness and solitude. Blessed are you, winter. You teach us valuable lessons about waiting in darkness with hope and trust. Blessed are you, winter. Season of blood-red sunsets and star-filled long, dark nights. Faithfully, you pour out your beauty. Blessed are you, winter. When your tiny snowflakes flurry through the air, you awaken our sleeping souls. Blessed are you, winter. With your wild and varied moods, so intent on being yourself, you refuse to be a people pleaser. Blessed are you, winter. When ice storms crush our hearts and homes, you call forth the good in us as we rush to help one another. Blessed are you, winter. Your inconsistent moods often herald spring's arrival, yet how gracefully you step aside when her time has come. Please remain standing as we're going to close the circle. To the spirits of the earth and the holly king, we thank you for your wisdom and energy and for being with us in our circle. Go if you must and stay if you will, but always go in peace. To the spirits of water and the crone goddess, we thank you for your wisdom and energy and for being with us in our circle. Go if you must, stay if you will, but always go in peace. To the spirits of fire and the mother goddess, we thank you for your wisdom and energy and for being with us in our circle. Go if you must and stay if you will, but always go in peace. towards the piano for East. To the spirits of air and the maiden goddess, we thank you for your wisdom and energy and for being with us in our circle. Go if you must and stay if you will, but always go in peace. Lovely Lovely mother, mother, tiny tiny child, child, we thank you for blessing us with your presence tonight. And as the days grow longer, we know you will always with us. May this circle be open, but never broken. Blessed be. As we go forth into our community, may we we rejoice in the return of the light. May we know that within each of our hearts, there is also a glorious light. As we go forth, let its spark help you understand what troubles you and others, and let its light be a guide in your decisions. As we go forth, bring its ray of hope to those in need of help, so that they may find healing of both body and spirit. As we go forth, spread the warm glow of love, push back the darkness of the world with your light, and fan the flames of passion to help heal our world. As we go forth, share your glorious light with the world.